Good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and it's time again for Focus. Our guest today, Mariela Moscoso, the Executive Director of Youth Empowerment Through Arts and Humanities, better known as... Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. Now, I had not heard about, yeah, Youth Empowerment Through Arts and Humanities until kind of recently. So tell us what this is all about, please. Well, our program is about 20 years old, and it started at MTSU Mm -hmm. uh, through a feminist uh, club organization. And we later on, Kelly Anderson, our co-founder, started Southern Girls Rock and Roll Camp. And it was the second camp for girls in the entire world. Wow. And it was really focused on giving females a place in the music industry. And then about two years later, two other or a couple of other uh, classmates founded Yeah! because they wanted to go beyond empowering females, but extend it to the community and really do encompass all the different members that were there. And so the vehicle of music became the way to create community and expand the richness of the different talents that are amongst youth. Uh Expand the richness of the different talents Mm -hmm. that are among youth. So who does YEAH serve and how do they serve them? How do they do this? So we we serve 6 to 17-year-olds of every single background. And so by extending their talents, if you are exposed to a variety of uniquenesses and similarities, you can enrich your own. And so instead of working in specific communities and by opening it up, you fuel, you know, what makes music and who makes music Mm -hmm. and then create leaders and create a more unified and exquisite community. Again, I'm going to say that word a lot because it is very important to us to create community and community cannot just be with one race or one gender. It has to be all of them together because that is a reality of, you know, the world and especially, you know, the last couple of years in in Nashville. Right. So rather than going into a specific community and just serving them, they come together and get to meet kids from all over. Yes. So we were based in Murfreesboro. Mm -hmm. A couple of years before COVID, we moved into Nashville Mm -hmm. and um, we're providing our camp, our after school and our in-school programs in both Nashville and Murfreesboro. We then closed our services in Murfreesboro and do not have a permanent location in Nashville. So we go to different schools or different venues where we can find the ample space for our camp. Mm -hmm. Usually that is in a public school or a private school like we were at Templeton Academy this past summer. Two summers ago, we were at Vanderbilt. And by going to different locations around the metro area, we can create and expand our accessibility to the arts and hopefully create awareness of our mission and not only engage people in our programs, but also perhaps, you know, stimulate them to take that seed that we have planted and extend it beyond. You said in school and after school? So I'm sorry, what I did mean is we have our summer camp, which is as of the end of COVID, one week. Hopefully we will extend it to two weeks Good. in June and then another in July. And then we have our Saturday program called Rock Block, mm-hmm. 
which is a series of 10 or 9 to 10 sessions that are two hours long. And then we have our Rock Block MNPS program, which goes to a Title I MNPS school. Metro Nashville Public Schools. And provides two days a week session for, you know, 10 weeks. So right now we are at Donaldson Middle School mm-hmm. providing a hip-hop workshop and a percussion instruction program. Nice. And again, these are communities that don't have the academic resources to provide an expansive music education program. These kids are not able to go to a class, Mm -hmm. travel to a location. And so we come to them and um, thanks to a partnership with the Nashville Afterzone Alliance, who has introduced us to CASE, which is an organization that already is in these schools, we go in and we can supplement their program. I like that, a collaborative effort. Yes. And you said Section 1 schools. What does that mean? Um, Title 1. Or Title 1 schools. Right. So they're um, underserved or underfunded uh, communities that um, don't have the access to the arts or or are in need of supplementing mm-hmm. their enrichment programs. So what do you do? You, you go into a school and you're having the rock block. So what does that consist of? So it is a condensed version of our camp, okay. which um, let me explain where our camp is. Okay. And therefore, we can break it down. So, I jumped again. Sorry. No, no, no. It's, it's exciting to talk about because <laughs> um, it's a model that we have changed into so many different formats. But the, the main bulk of our program is a summer camp. It is nine to five for five straight days, and it culminates on the Saturday with something super special I'll tell you about later. (laughs) But every day, the participant will receive instrument instruction in either the bass, the guitar, keys, vocals, or drums, and then they will partake in a workshop that is music-related so that they get exposed to other things that are not on stage. For example, synthesizers. We have an amazing teacher called Eve Merritt that just shows how sounds can be created with these machines. Mm -hmm. We have recording. We have, um, in the past there used to be guitar strap making. We, um, this summer, brought in unscripted improv and it was about performance anxiety and letting yourself, you know, be in touch with who you are and performance and artist development. And then the afternoon session is panels, which are conversational about arts and advocacy, anti-racism, pro-inclusivity, gender or identity, things that our youth engage in on a daily basis but might not have the community to be vocal about it or be more aware of it. And so through the lens of music, we can talk about these things that fuel the music maker and, you know, provide a way for our campers or participants to fuel their own song, which they write later on in the afternoon mm-hmm. when they come together as a band. So one instrument from each class comes together and that's where the wealth of diversity is just magical because you have not only different instruments, but you have different experiences and ideas and goals. And through the creative process, music making process, where you write a song and you have to come up with how it's going to sound, 
no longer is it really based on rock and roll. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, to the genre that kids wish to to do it. They're tapping into what am I feeling or I'm feeling more of this, but they're also going through conversations where they have a chance to listen to someone else, question, disagree, but being led by a local teaching artist who is going to guide these conversations that are comfortable and that are fueling their talent. So then in the afternoon, they practice, they come together, they take what they've learned and put it into a song. And then the very last part of the day, a guest performer comes. And for many kids, it is the only or the first opportunity that they've seen a live performance with, you know, a traveling artist. Yeah. And there's a question and answer session where it can range from, you know, professional music questions to personal inspirations or what is your song about and what suggestions do you have? And it, again, it engages the kids in a variety of music windows so that it's not just limited to the person who's going to be on stage. It's kind of mirrors the variety and diversity of the people in the program by using the variety and the diversity in music. And at the end on that Saturday or Sunday, they go to a music venue like the Basement East or the East Room, who have been incredibly generous by providing that space to us. And they showcase their work to the public. Oh, my gosh. And so this entire valuable experience gives these kids life skills that are not found just in school, might not be at their, you know, sports team. Unfortunately, it's very limited to it's a very um, inaccessible opportunity for many because of financial burden, Mm -hmm. time. And so given that model, then um, our co-founders decided to break it down into other ways that kids could be connected with this amazing process throughout the year. So they created Rock Block on Saturdays, where it was just for band practice, basically. Mm -hmm. But then as of COVID, we've introduced the instrument instruction component to try to engage more audiences. And then the... MNPS or Rock Block MNPS continues to serve public schools after after school hours as a as a enrichment component. Ideally, we would love to increase our frequency in our programming, but it's greatly dependent on funding from grants and individual donors. Um, but again, the whole goal of of all this is to also model how working in silos does not work how working with each other works. Working in silos, would you explain that term for people who don't know? Sure. Um, Working individually. And this is a term that is pretty universal. It's not just from, you know, COVID, but we retract as, you know, human beings Mm -hmm. and are not perhaps comfortable or, or have the opportunities to really truly collaborate and create partnerships to complement mutual goals. Yes. And so, you know, when the competition of how does a business succeed or how does an organization succeed, you know, you try to keep to yourselves. And as nonprofits become increasingly multiplied in Nashville, for example, um, and generate so much business and are 
trying to do so much good and are employing the kind of diverse community that really exists here. Yes, true. We need to support each other. We need to help and we need to work smarter and not harder. Mm -hmm. And so, again, the whole model of youth empowerment through the arts and humanities is a perfect example of that. Working smarter, not harder. Having a team. And having fun. And having fun. And being courageous enough to show your talents, your challenges, your uniquenesses and similarities. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially now that school is becoming incredibly stressful, um, social media is becoming a source of anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. Kids need a place. Where they can be supported and feel safe enough to open up. And to develop who they are. And they are already, you know, our, we say youth empowerment. We don't empower them. They are, they are already empowered. So that space that you just mentioned is a place where they can further, they can develop that oh. power that they have. You know, I used to be an art teacher and the art that my students created was a clear, clear symbol or, or proof of their thoughts. And the way they see the world and they need a place to develop that. And if we don't provide the arts and we only limit them to using math or reading the classics, which is very important. Yes. They're going to miss out on a development that is, you know, cognition. and, And, you know, I don't remember if it was Plato or Aristotle that said, you know, the arts and athletic movement is key and you know, my children don't see the sun until they leave school at three o'clock. Right. Now that they're both in middle school, they might have a quarter where they have an art or a physical activity. But the engagement amongst the kids um, through the arts is very liberating and creative. And that is what I think leaders are made of. You know, we are so excited about philanthropy and entrepreneurship. Well, where where, and how are we developing that? Well, yeah, does that. Yeah, really does. And it's not just through the art. It's that process of our programming where automatically by feeling welcomed and knowing that no one's going to talk down to someone or one point of view is not going to be favored over the other, where, again, our local teaching artists who are living and performing what they're teaching are going to advocate for all points of view. There's no right or wrong answer. Right. I mean, wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But I love that. Oh, excuse me. Let me stop just a second. If you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie, and you're listening to Focus. And our guest today is Mariela Moscoso, the Executive Director of Youth Empowerment Through Arts and Humanities, or YEAH. And I like the fact that you've pulled them together through music, which is pulling out your creative side makes you really think about what you want to say. I think sometimes kids don't have an opportunity. It's like, be quiet, do this, be quiet, do that. Now they get to think about what they really want to say. And it's not they're doing debate with each other. They have a task that they're working on together. So they learn to collaborate. They learn to listen to other people's opinions and then to rethink their own. I love the fact that it's something common ground that they can get together and work on as a team. Absolutely. And at the same time, It is an individual goal, but it's a collaborative effort because if the group doesn't succeed, you don't succeed. And one of our biggest values is collaboration over competition. That way, your true 
yourself comes in. You're not defensive and you're not trying to impose what you want. You are really you are really collaborating so that your and everyone's effort succeeds. And in the collective, the reward is so much greater because then you get to celebrate it and the accomplishments is so much higher. And music is such an innate thing with humans. And the spoken word is what kids do. Mm-hmm. And it's what is least heard. They are told what to do, how to do it all day. Well, they've got insight. It, it sometimes might not be, you know, something that you agree with. Right. But are they coming from that competitive side? Are they coming from the abrupt side? Well, how, what if you gave them that space to just see? Yeah. And then what would happen if you have a conversation about that with them? What kind of human are you going to develop with that foundation? Mm-hmm. And again, this process is yet a seed and hopefully it is going to be implemented into their lives beyond the music making. Hopefully, Soccer Mommy was in our program and she has implemented it and it's been an incredible success. There's some people who have become other career professionals and they still value and appreciate the impact music has made on their lives. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, music is a perfect vehicle where you can learn about how it's influenced people, Mm -hmm. how it's changed the world towards positive social justice practices, where you see these artists who have taken risks and changed the world. And so when that is brought up and you educate kids, they start taking risks. But not necessarily just in music. Well, in our program, yes. But But then they take risks saying what they feel sharing their questions and sharing their you know disagreements and you know what would happen if i actually don't dye my hair blue because everyone else is doing it? i want to dry it yellow and so they have that confidence and they value themselves through engaging in music making how long has yeah been working and helping kids so yeah officially um began in 2006 and then Two years previous to that, they were Southern Girls Rock and Roll Camp. I got you. Okay. Have you seen kids come back and say, hey, I was in this program years ago? So what what happens? What do they say? Yes. I just, my goodness, just last weekend, we had a booth at Conexión Américas Hispanic Heritage um, Celebration at the zoo. Mm -hmm. And Conexión Américas, for those that don't know, it is an incredible Hispanic local organization that, you know, provide services to the Hispanic community. And um, I am Puerto Rican, and so I'm able to use my Spanish to bridge um, our Spanish speakers into this community. Yeah, And we welcome every community that, that would like to. And if the language isn't spoken, music will take care of that. There are beats and there's translators available. Good. Um, but I ran into a former camper and They saw my shirt and they just stopped me. And I said, it changed my life. Every time I I can, I try to, you know, speak to someone about it and, and, you know, bring them into your program. And again, we we suffered through COVID, of course, as all other organizations did not have programming in person and alumni aged out or moved away or found other options. But to come across these individuals who, you know, many of them discovered their gender. They worked through it. 
is is just incredibly rewarding and even more rewarding is when they come back as a counselor or an instructor. Wow. Um, many of these instructors wish that they had had a program like this, not only to develop their persona, but the musical development that could have been. Um, I think parents are another source of uh, inspiration because they see what happens to their child after the program or they see how their differences isn't it isn't easily adaptable to you know other things at their school or the community and then then when they find us you know this is is it's 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 a blessing almost Mm -hmm. um so they're able to bridge the differences yes with music and with this program specifically yes and so how do the parents react? Have you spoken to many of the parents? Yes. I think uh, as Nashville becomes a little bit more um, diverse and, and equitable, I think many families are just relieved to find something like this for the children that they want to raise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that many are grateful for our scholarship fund because, you know, there are many single parents. There are also artists that you know, a camp these days in Nashville for a week is, is very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, we do charge for our camp and our Rock Block Saturday program because we are donation-based. Um, but regardless of someone's need, we support partial or full scholarships because that is more important to us so that that barrier, that burden that families and children engage is one of the reasons they're not able to mm-hmm. enjoy the arts or ever know the benefits of them. Yeah, um, I think that parents are also grateful that there is a progression to the program where if you come back the next year, like there might be a level up where you can right. work. And again, we do have all levels in one instruction class. Yeah, But then that gives kids the opportunity to serve as a mentor or to you know, help someone to remind them where they came from. Um, Something else that we do is that parents are very happy with is there's a junior volunteer program where perhaps an alumni or an older kid who might think camp is not cool (laughs) can come and be a co-instructor. And so they can share their skill and increase those leadership skills and that confidence. Mm -hmm. And so that transforms you know, a child's self-esteem and, and motivates them to pursue goals that they thought they couldn't do or they were scared of. Um, and again, given the political situation of, of Nashville, I mean, we are taking lots of risks to welcome the diverse options that the kids are offered and, 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 and can and, and support them in our programs. Um, I think parents are also very grateful to the community that it creates after camp. What do you mean? These kids have friends. They might go to the same schools. They might form a band and maybe connect during the school year, which is, you know, sometimes challenging because of, again, increasing academic pressures. But that's why, again, Rock Block is um, in in our plans because it will allow them and it gives them that place. Okay. To come to people want to have a sense of belonging and sure. they'll seek it out even if it's in a negative way but this is a positive way to gain that as well as 
the strengths that yeah gives them or brings out in them lets them express yes yes and it's it's you know student led youth led and there's no goal except the song that they want to create and it ends up being something that everyone agrees on and the showcase is i get goosebumps because it's incredible what they do in five days and from the name of their band to the look. We had a band last summer called Platypus Popcorn. (laughs) And one of the members just designed the logo. Another found a way to make t-shirts. And again, that is entrepreneurship. That is, I love what I do. I'm going to have fun with it. I don't have any barriers. Wow. And I'm, I'm content. And that created community. The, the, the crowd went wild. Um, families are proud of their kids. Kids are proud of their kids. Maybe they're going to be platypus popcorn next year, <laughs> next decade. Um, but again, it just stimulates. It's like a chain reaction. And, and we can't serve the kids A to Z, but we want to be a solid A. And that is missing. That, I mean, in, in, in a lot of, I mean, yeah. the, the competitiveness of having to learn the instrument and, you know, the expense and, and again, the, the lack of community that I think all of us are mm. experiencing is um, detrimental to ourselves and our, our society and kids now more than ever. That sounds so cliche and stereotypical, but it, we are living and breathing it and seeing it and they crave it and it is harder and harder to find it. Mm-hmm. And again, earlier you asked me, you know, how, how do parents react? Well, it's, it's a relief. And sometimes parents don't realize how great it is until they go through the program. They're like, you know what? Wow. Like, it's incredible when the setting is full of acceptance and empathy. And, and I'm trying not to use these big words, but it, it really is. There's something about your own character that feels like nothing else has made you feel. Yes, you can get an A. Yes, you can pass a test. Yes, you can, you know, win the state soccer championships. But this is such a multi-level source of success. And it trickles into your family, those around you and your community. You take it back to school. And again, it just is, like I said, it, it is really a domino effect. It's called Youth Empowerment Through Arts and Humanities, or... Yeah. (laughs) I love how she says it. Our guest today is Mariela Moscoso, the executive director. Any final thoughts, anything that I've neglected to ask that you feel is important to add? One of our biggest mottos is I rock, you rock, we rock. (laughs) And I hope that our listeners and, um, you know, all the alumni out there continue to really take a moment to think about how true that is. Imagine feeling I rock. Imagine feeling that the other person rocks. And then imagine feeling how we all rock. Yeah. Community, collaborative. Collaboration over competition. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. This is wonderful. And we'll put more information on our Focus Facebook page, put some links and stuff you can uh, go to to check out more. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so very, very much. And thank you for listening. Make sure you join us again next week. I'm Anna Marie. And that's Focus. Focus.